from the Nerdy Bunch Studios in Los Angeles, California, bringing you the nerdiest weekly talk show, it's Nerd Hunt. Today's guest, Rick Bass, featuring the Nerdy Bunch band, and I'm Ivan Gonzalez. Today's episode, artist, who cares? And now, my co-host, Ellie Sanchez. Hello, everybody. Um... Hello, I'm so happy to be back, um, back on Nerd Hut doing this recording. I'm very excited about today's episode and who we have as a guest. Um, but before we get into that, uh, I guess we could start talking about what we have in store with the Nerdy Bunch in general. So there's a few new channels if you want to talk about it, Ivan. Yes. Well, hi, Ellie. How are you? Hi. I know. Finally, you're back. Um mm-hmm. Well, we have a lot. <laughs> What's that? I don't know, dude. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> uh, well, uh, a lot has happened. Uh, so we did. We launched three new podcasts, uh, part of the Nerdy Bunch production. So we have uh, Ton Talk, Gamers for Life, and Horror Horrors. Horror Horrors will <laughs> air spooky. pretty soon. It's spooky. Horror Horrors, uh, the newest, newest one hasn't aired yet. Um, wait, is it going to air? next week right yeah yeah so when by the time you guys hear this it launched yesterday so you guys can hear the pilot um they did record this at one in the morning in the witching hours okay because that's how you know real we are about horror we record during the witching hours (laughs) it's not because our schedules are crazy (laughs) no we just chose yeah we we, we We, chose we did on purpose on purpose. You know, we, we purposely became sleep deprived to make it more exciting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. It was a fun little experience. Everyone together was super excited from the photo shoot experience for the promo shots and it to this um to recording the episode, which was fun. It was fun. I had a good time, excited for the future of the show. And which yeah. Ellie is in it, just to clarify. Oh yeah. I'm talking in about it. It. She's in it. <laughs> So she's in that one. Um, we also have Ton Talk, which is Star Wars, all Star Wars and anything Star Wars starring Clarissa and Isabel. And then we also have Gamers for Life, which is Jarrell and Arthur. And they talk everything and anything games and their GameStop uh, experiences since they've worked at GameStop. But yeah, um, we have a lot going on. We are going to be posting more stuff on YouTube. We are doing more Twitch stuff. We're doing Among Us. We're doing Overwatch, especially since we're, they have all the Halloween stuff on Overwatch right now. Um, uh, we're going to have uh, Clarissa from Tontalk start playing Jedi Fallen Order as well. So, uh, which she's never played and she's not a video game person, but she's going to start playing it. Nope, I'm just um, but yeah, I mean, that's what we have going on. Um, do you have anything else you want to share, Ellie? No, I am Ellie. working on some stuff, but I don't oh. want to. I don't want to say anything mm. um, until like I get it. You know, I start doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you know. Probably, you know, we'll see what's up. <laughs> Sometime, okay. Well, yeah. We'll eventually find out. So, yeah. If you guys find out, please let me know so I can. <laughs> Just put it out there like TMZ. Um, <laughs> just shit talk the whole time. Just shit talk the whole time. By the water cooler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to come in yet. 
This is Rick, y'all. <laughs> Just play the music. Play the music. Just play the music to introduce. <laughs> He's like, I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing y'all talk. I mean, well, come as you heard earlier, that is Mr. Rick, our boss. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. He's a, oh god, I I love him. I I love hate him. Um, Ivan and um, I know him differently. Um, I met him through Instagram and the convention life. Uh, so it was funny because he took up he followed me first, I believe, on Instagram, and then he has. I think you had like a booth at an artist alley. I, I forgot what convention. I think Alley Comic Con or something like that. He took a picture of my cosplay because he thought it was dope, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I follow you. Oh shit, we should do a shoot." And I'm like, "Oh shit, your pictures are cool. Fuck it, thug life." And we did, and it has blossomed ever since. So here we are on the show. Ivan, how did you know Rick? Well, I don't know him on a personal level. I have actually seen him uh, uh, at cons. I've seen his work. I love his work. Uh, I, he did a commission for me once as well. Um, but that's how I know him. And yeah, I'm a big fan of his work as well. But that's how I know him. But yeah, so Ivan, Ivan, <laughs> Rick. Yes. Oh, okay. Not me. <laughs> yeah, Ivan, this is about you today. That's right. <laughs> so you want to talk about like what you do a little bit, your artist, your photographer, you're a weirder, weird person. Weir- weirder? What's a weirder? Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're like a weirder than weird. <laughs> so, uh, but it was funny because how I actually, I do remember like the cosplay that you were in. And it just totally reminded me of my mother because it was Chavo de Ocho. <laughs> and I was just like, I know her. She was in front of my table and I took a picture of her. And so I decided to actually take a picture of her and then show my mother because she was the one who made us watch that show growing up. And I was just like, hey, I, that's actually pretty cool. Like nobody would have actually have thought of that. And so that that was actually really cool. And then how I met her and then all of a sudden, you know, now I just can't get her out of my life i mean look she won't leave me alone you did hit me up not so long ago to see when we're gonna hang out <laughs> well I don't, I don't i don't i don't remember this no. i don't recall this at all but all right <laughs> uh, but yeah so for those who don't know you probably seen his work if you go through to conventions he does really cool he well he's known uh, for chibi drawings for those who don't know chibi drawings are they're like cute little versions of characters so he does some pretty cynical ones he also does co- commissions and stuff like that they're super cute he made me a cholo stitch which was like <laughs> yeah it was, it was really weird when you get some kind of those weird like commissions i, I love them like i seriously <laughs> i thrive on them because they give me like stories to tell like at other conventions and, and, yeah, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of weirdos that come up to him. I've I've held them at his booth, so I don't know if you want to talk about that, like experience at conventions and you. Well, let, let's start off first. Let's talk about first if people who who want to be like an artist and do the artist alleys at conventions, how could they do that? Okay, so if you want to start off in artist alley, honestly, it depends on what um what is it what convention you go to. Like if you start off at the smaller ones to get a feel out of it before you try to jump into one of the bigger ones, like one of the harder ones to get into are like New York. Um, I believe it's Philly and Comic-Con. 
like those are the three hardest ones I've known people would like to try to get into. And so I like how New York always sends me that email like, hey, uh, Artist Alley is open. And then I'm like, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, we don't have no space for you or something. And like, they, I know, they always send me the email and then reject me afterwards. Like a, a love-hate relationship with them too. So, um, but things like that, like if you try to do your local cons, um, just have things uh, to sell as well. Try to have a bigger variety. Like I know this one guy and he's got like so many different prints, you know? And he's always making bank on that just because he's got like a large variety. Like if you have like a small variety, if you have just like four or five drawings and you're trying to sell that, that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. So try to be prepared for that. Again, you're not going to make bank like uh, first time going out. So don't worry about that. It's more for the experience. Um, here's one tip I have for people doing the whole uh, the artist alley don't just have things laying flat on the table because uh, some people don't actually want to go and look at every table and get like kind of like, I would say like questions asked like, oh, can I help you? Oh, you want to see my work? Oh, like that. So they just kind of like walk in the middle of the aisle and just see from afar, you know? So uh, what you want to do is you want to have your work kind of like either like elevated or stand standing so somebody can actually look at your work from afar and go like, hey, you know, that, 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 that. I'm trying to get like in the camera, like, hey, that looks kind of interesting. <laughs> I know if I point like this, you're not going to see my hand. So I got to be like, hey, it's over there. <laughs> so um, you, you want to you wanna do that where you have things like elevated, you know, so you can see from afar. That's why I kind of have like this cage around mine. So you can see it like without having to come straight up to it, but you want to have your best artwork out there. So it attracts people to it. So that's what I like to do. I want to have the funniest ones, uh, your mainstreams because people do like the whole mainstream stuff. And then they got, then I got like this book of like, what is it? 75 or 150 drawings or whatever, different kind of prints. So, so yeah, 75. I th yeah, I think it's around there. Such a time. <laughs> i've seen that book it's hey okay yeah and he's like at a cons and he's like at, during the conventions like he's just continuously drawing the whole time it, which is like nuts i'm just like staring at him so i had to like kind of force oh look he's doing one right now there you go <laughs> <laughs> drawing now while you guys were talking i had to keep myself entertained ah rude <laughs> How but, that rude? Um, that's being productive but you're like, I gotta keep yourself entertained, rude, rude, and no, just kidding, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, so be besides your drawing stuff, uh, let's get into your photographer so people can understand the title of this um, show episode. <laughs> episode today. Um, so yeah, you also are a photographer as well. So if you want to talk about that, how you got into that, and what are you doing, who you're working with. Uh, okay, so uh, for, for photography, it, me, it got started with the interest in, um, in high school. Uh, I was in the yearbook club, and they're like, okay, well... Ah, what, right. <laughs> hey. I'm just kidding. It's all love. I'm just JK, JK. I'm just kidding. I, 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 know, I, I, I flip you off, but this is like a, a show, so... You can flip me off. Oh, you can. You can. We don't, we don't, we're... we don't care. We cuss. We shit talk. 
We don't care. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? Like, ah, let's go. <laughs> I won't do that obvious. I'm like, hmm. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, she <can> be there. <laughs> so it won't be too bad. Um, for, for, so I was in that that kind of a group. I was in the that elective yearbook class, and they t- gave you different departments you can work in, and every single department kind of sounded boring. I'm like, well, I don't want to write, and I don't want to do this, and I don't want to edit. So what was the different? Well, like, oh, you could take pictures. I'm like, fine, I'll take pictures. That's what I'll do. I would just go around taking pictures of the people in um in a yearbook. Now, being in the yearbook class, I kind of know what the whole deal was at that point about like, oh, people really just like taking pictures of like all the pretty much the popular kids. And that wasn't me. So I just wanted to take pictures of everybody. And I did. And that's actually kind of how we got started with um with photography, my interest in it. But then I wanted to actually try doing actual photo shoots. So I started asking my close friends and that's what I give like the advice I give to any new photographer, you know, like don't think you have to actually like pay like these high end models just to do a photo shoot. Like, no, just ask your pretty friends or your cute friends if you could just take pictures of them, you know? And so I started doing that with uh, my first five photo shoots and it was, it was pretty embarrassing on the last one because she was actually into a film in acting school so what do you mean so she knew about the whole modeling gig and like all the the gear and the setup that it takes for a photo shoot and so you're like just starting off with your camera you're like uh okay it was even worse it was even worse i actually had the little point and shoot camera a oh. point and shoot camera, and I stuck like this little tripod at the bottom of it so I can hold oh. it like this, so it made it look like more than just like a point and shoot camera. So that was my first five shoots where we're like again a little point and shoot camera, and so walking with her because she met me at the car, and then we we're gonna walk to the location because which is in the back of the school because they let you shoot over there. The students can mm-hmm. shoot there. So I had this little pointy shoot camera with a little tripod hanging on the, like of it screwing on at the bottom. So I'm walking over there and she turned to me and she's like, where's your gear? And I'm like, uh, this is it. And it was, it was pretty embarrassing. It was pretty embarrassing that, uh, to actually be told like, oh yeah, well, where's your gear? And that was it. So at that point ended up saving a little bit of money. And actually got an actual DSL camera, DSLR, sorry, DSLR camera. And it was, uh, my first one was a, a Canon Rebel XS. Like people are like, all the people that are buying the whole Canon stuff, they're like, oh, the TI, T this and T that, the TR, whatever. And it's like, well, what was your first camera? It was not even a T, it was an S. It's all good. It doesn't like I, there's. I forgot the name of the photographer, famous photographer. He's like the camera doesn't make the photos. It doesn't. It's no. the person taking the photos because you can have the cheapest camera in the world and mm-hmm. still have bomb ass photos. That's why like you could have a film camera. I love film taking pictures and film photography personally myself um, because it's just so beautiful. And you just control the light and stuff. But that that shit don't mean shit. You can have fancy ass stuff and still look like trash. Uh, it's it's yeah. true. It's true. Like um. I was going to post it recently too. And it's like, guys, when it comes to like whole photography, uh, mainly it's all about your lighting. And so as long as you got your good lighting, you can have whatever you can have the lowest like quality equipment 
And like, granted, um, yeah, you can have like the the, the piece of crap like uh, equipment and stuff, but you can only actually have it so far, you know. Like sometimes the equipment, the expensive equipment, does matter. Like um, the camera that I was using was a a Canon 40D, and then I upgraded to a Canon 6D Mark II. But when I was at a Sammy's camera and I was asking about, like, they were asking me about what kind of gear I had. I told them a 40D and they're like, 40D? I can't even take that in as a trade-in or give you money for that. It's such a relic. You know, like, <laughs> like heart, like heart, which is like broken. Yeah. So I have to admit, though, at some point, like, the quality won't be as sharp on a, a lot of the photos because again it was still like an older model when i got to the 6d mark ii i'm like taking pictures and you're just like whoa where was this yeah. all my life like this whole time but you can actually get really great photos with uh just whatever you have you just got to either practice study and just keep on doing those two things practice and study just always you know how they say practice makes perfect Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for you, no. Sometimes you just gotta give up. <laughs> See what I mean? Just give up on that dream. JK, JK. Positive vibes here. Positive vibes here. <laughs> what are you doing? No, it's just like it's such a small camera space. I like gotta get like all the way over here to like get most of me in here. <laughs> I was, I was, I was close to like the laptop, so I'm like right here, like my head, like talking about Overwatch, and I'm like. Over my shirt. <laughs> but you can't see it because I'm so close to the camera. But you can see you can see your diva head your diva headphones. So uh, I, uh, it, that's I think that's enough Overwatch. <laughs> I know, okay, this this is cool because I like these headphones. I actually travel when I go to a plane on a plane, I take these. These are my traveling headphones. And nice. you see the you see the looks people like give me the like, uh, <laughs> like on the plane too. Like you got it's these just, antennas sticking up. And then you're like, oh, you're. It's funny because like you have like glasses and stuff, right? And you have like you have your nerdy shit on, but you're yeah. also like a big, like a bulky dude. <laughs> so people are just like, oh, oh, okay. There's a bulky dude wearing like these headphones that have like pink antennas. Yeah, they're supposed to be for female, but he's wearing them, which is hilarious. I love it. It ain't about that life, but Overwatch life. <laughs> Seriously, they don't understand. I'm not they about don't. the over Overwatch life, but yeah, I, I appreciate tell. it. Like I respect it. You know, I yeah. get it. I just suck at it. This is <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I cannot play for shit <laughs> that game. But um uh the so what what stories do you have? Ooh, or do you me do do you have any like like horrible stories for photography or like happy stories or for your all right um, as an artist or something like that i know you have a few horror stories for photography some shit has happened you know but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about other stuff that you if you want to hit or whatever okay so let's start off with what you just said the horror stories um honestly not all bad when it comes to like photography um <laughs> like one that just comes to my mind is like like oh what is the, they ask you like what is the worst or like model or something whatever that you've ever worked with or something like that it's not that i've had like bad ones i've luckily for me pretty much like all my photography experience has been good um one model was late 
And I'm like, that's the worst? Oh, it gets better. And like, not only was she late, she was like, I think almost like, it was either between 14, around 14 hours late. The fuck? Like a whole day? Yeah, pretty much. It's to the point that she was going to be, we were going to shoot like at, like in the morning or something. I forgot what we were trying to shoot. I don't remember if it was in the morning or at night, but I literally went to bed and then woke up and then like, oh, do you still want to shoot? I'm like, well, we were going to shoot in the living room and like at my place anyway, so might as well come over. I didn't go anywhere. Wow. That's nuts. So she, so she kept on bringing it later, later, later to the point where I was able to fall asleep, wake up and like still do the shoot. Wow. She, she was really Damn. late. Damn. That's nuts. So, uh, yeah, no, when it comes to, uh, uh, the good, the good, um, memories or whatever experiences that I had with photography, there's a lot. Like, honestly, there is so much because apparently I've just been blessed to have been worked with, worked with really great people, yourself included. Thank you. I know. I'm fucking amazing. (laughs) I have to admit you, you pretty much, you really are. Like to the point where that one photo shoot that we did on my street at night, I came across oh, that oh, photo yeah. and I'm just like, dang, like, holy, like, remember that? I'm like, dude, that was really cool. I liked it. That was fun. That was fun. So we did a shoot. We did it in the middle of the street because I forgot why. We we're just like, fuck it. So we did. And the only thing I did not like about that shoot, I, these people in your neighborhood walking <laughs> around. They were taking pictures of up. They were like literally standing there for like 10 minutes recording the whole thing, recording the whole thing. And we're like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. Like they literally had the phone on the set. <laughs> they weren't even trying to hide it or nothing. Oh my God. It, it was it just obvious. so awkward. It was, it was like, like him and I were having a blast. We were joking around and everything, but there was points where like he didn't want to shoot. And I was just standing there. Cause like, dude, like it's, it's a little, it's a little too obvious. It's a little uncomfortable. Like you've been here for ten minutes. What the fuck are you doing? Get on with your life, you know. And, but but the cool thing was is uh, with Ellie is she doesn't do the whole risque stuff. So it was um it wasn't as bad. So we can actually just shoot anywhere. Like most of the girls yeah. who want to shoot with me, are like oh, can we shoot this? What do you want to shoot? Bikini stuff, lingerie. I'm like, all right, well you can't shoot that anywhere. I guess yeah. th- I guess that's what my stuff has actually been known for being just like really sexy, risque kind of stuff. So I'm like, all right, so that's what I get the girls asking me for. And it's just funny when they started, uh, how it all started off. Like what I started shooting was night landscape. <laughs> and then how did you get to this now? And I'm like, I don't know. How, how did you get to like X-rated? How no, did you go from landscape no. to... Not X-rated. Not, not like X-rated like that. R-rated. Like, like R-rated, you know, yeah. sexy, you know, a little nip here, you know, a little slip or something, a little booty showing. Which a little, it takes very- little booty. It's <laughs> like all booty there. <laughs> it is. It is. There's a lot of booty shots where people put a lot of booty. He all takes right. a lot of good booty shots of a different sizes and shapes and colors <laughs> of booties. He does not discriminate. <laughs> no, I don't. Because uh, they asked me, they like, okay, well... Like, how come, like, why don't you ever shoot big women? And I'm like, well, because they don't ever ask me. I think I've, I've, I think I had a conversation with a friend who's on the bigger side. I'm like, hey, let's do a shoot. Like, I kind of want to do with you. I have a friend who's down, you know, 
and there since a lot of people in general like feel uncomfortable but i've noticed since they see your profile and it's a lot of like women who are like more on the skinnier side i feel like women get intimidated or they feel like you're judgmental or something like that but it's really not what it's not like that he from what i've known from you and everything like pretty much if you get hit up and you seem cool you're pretty much and it's a cool idea he's pretty much fucking down he is annoying a little bit okay you'll have you cracking up and saying how is that annoying (laughs) (laughs) he'll have you cracking up it's a little annoying i'm like what (laughs) I, i don't get that but no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking around. Just him and I, we always joke around like that. We just since day one gave a lot of shit to each other. Yes, um, <laughs> it's awesome. Shit. I love those kind of friends, like like those friends yeah. where you can like trash talk to each other. I'm trying to yeah. do the least amount of cursing in this podcast. You could curse. It's I know, but curse. it's just it's, it's different. I don't want to sit there like, yeah, I talk shit to my best friend all the time. <laughs> But really fucking tough, I do, it's I do. But even though you talk so much shit, you always like bring up, like you make sure your models feel comfortable and what they want to do, and like shoe and actually like if my if something is off, like your outfit is off, like he's not a dick photographer where they let you shoot that way. He'd be like, "Yo, hey, that doesn't." Fix that. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? no, that's this is this is all wrong. <laughs> Change something, you. You're cute. It looks cute, but mm, it's not. It's not popping like it should be popping. Let's get this shot right. Let's get you right, you know. But in a loving way, which, which I felt very comfortable. That's why I've been shooting with him since. Um, but yeah. But also, besides shooting with him, I have done gone to him to cons to help him out of his booth. I think he just really tells me to go with him sometimes because he does need help. I'm not lying. But there's times where I've noticed, dude. That you don't like interacting with certain people, <laughs> and you just kind of like ignore them, so I could keep no. talking to them. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. Okay, because I've actually gotten that a few times. It uh-huh. probably has to do with the whole fact that I'm drawing, and so I've got, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten sometimes where it's like, okay, well, I'm drawing and like that, and like even my helper would be like, they're ta- they're like hitting me, like they're talking to you. I'm like, oh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. It's, it's either kind of, kind of focused. I don't think there's like certain people that I, I don't like want to interact with. I like the weird. The weirder, the better. Like, um, there was this one free comic book day that I was signing with my brother. And the guy asked to draw something. But it, at this point, I was more along the lines of getting into more of just strictly being an inker. So I was signing there, but he wanted like one of those free sketches that you could do like at like the store. And this guy from the get go seemed a little, a little, a little weird. And he was asking my brother, since my brother was next to me and he draws, it was like, oh, can you like draw a sketch for me? And it's like that. Yeah. What would you like? And like She-Hulk, you know, cause I like girls with muscles, you know, like big muscles, like everywhere. <laughs> you're like muscles everywhere. And you're like, can you draw with like big hands? Like yeah, yeah, like the hand, like big hands, like and, and big feet, yeah, you know. And, and I'm just like, I'm so glad I I'm not drawing right now. <laughs> like, oh, you want to draw? You want to talk to that guy? 
talk to my brother. He's the one. I'm just the inker. That's all I do. I fill in it. I color it within the lines. He draws everything out. Let me color. I'm just saying. I know. Like it's 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 black ink. Get it right. Like Starlight. You're a tracer. (laughs) (laughs) Trace it out. But yeah, actually, speaking about your being inker, like talk about a little bit about that. Uh, about be, that whole side of it being an inker is actually fun but like because of the whole digital age a lot of the companies don't want to usually spend the money on an inker uh but you won't get like if you have a good inker on hand with you you will have the art coming back looking uh better like it has energy and it's a little bit more crispier with the lines you know um uh, not every anchor is going to be great and stuff like that. There's always like, um, practice you can do. Like there's always, there was this one thing that I did and my brother kind of even realized it too. He's like, dude, how did you get from, there was a point where we didn't have work for a little bit for like, maybe like a, a week or like a few weeks, maybe three weeks or a month, something like that. So the, uh, the Bristol boards that comic book pages are drawn on are 11 by 17. And he made me practice front and back, nothing but cr- nothing but cross hatching lines. And so your cross hatching lines could like be pretty much like that small, whatever. Uh, but the, that's the pattern. The pattern could go like that. That that's the pattern. The size of the pattern. And I filled up three pages front and back of nothing but cross hatching lines to understand what cross hatching is there is an actual uniform like to those lines don't just sit there and don't just think that like oh i can just do what the artist did and like no the artist is doing that to un- to let you understand that there is shadow right there you got to distinguish between the grade from white to like gray to darker gray to black you know you got to understand that as an inker like he can draw a line of like the muscle, you know, the line right here that's outlining it. But you have to, the anchor, if he's good, will know that there's supposed to be thickness where those lines are supposed to, where the line actually is. There's supposed to be thickness to it. So not just all anchors understand this, but there is a little science. There is art to it. You know, like, uh, that's why they're artists. Yeah. What? 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 So, Holy like, like they have like those metal gauntlets. My brother is really good at this. He'll put those those, those scratch lines on them. Uh, an inker should not just actually get them and just put a flat line to distinguish that. Honestly, mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of a line where scratches like that, um, mm-hmm. like one line, there should it should be thick, like at both ends of that line thin in the middle mm-hmm. but like kind of thick at the at the end if there's two lines that are crossing another um a good technique for that my brother has shown me as well is um you do one line okay and again thick to thin to thick like thick on both ends and if you're going to go over the other line don't just go over that scratch line because like it's pretty much like physics if you scratch something in the middle and if you scratch it like that there is going to be like this white or like this gap that's in between the scratches. So mm-hmm. try to do that. Like you're doing thick, thin, give it a little negative space and then continue that line where it's supposed to be, or go over them and do a little white out to actually give it that more of that energy to it. That little oomph to it, that little kick to it. Yeah. So that's why there is a art 
involved when it comes to inking. It's an art form, y'all. It's not just lazy stuff, okay? Yeah, like like chasing Amy, like, oh, you're just a tracer. You trace over the lines. <laughs> I'm like, I love my my comeback when they like fans try to mess with me, or friends <laughs> try to mess with me. Like, oh, you're a tracer. I'm like, yeah, but that's why I'm on this side of the table, and you're oh. on that side of the table. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Whew. That's awesome, though. Like, I, when you first told me that you did that, I'm like, oh, that's that's dope, you know? And then when people would actually, like, I've seen where people go up to your booth and they, like, recognize your name for your art and stuff. And they're like, yo, hey, can you sign this, X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, oh, that's, that's, how, how does, how do you make that, how do you feel when people are like that, when they recognize your work or when they, you know, get it tatted on them and stuff like that. Like, how do you feel? <laughs> it's it's very surreal because even being in the industry for like since 2000, like I still am not used to it. I still get like all giddy, like, oh my God, you know me. <laughs> so like, <laughs> just like that too. No, but it, it, it is very, very like exciting still having that. Like I know my artwork is chibi wise and stuff like that, but the real fans are the ones that come and they're like, hey, can you sign my stack of comic books? And I'm like, oh, yes, I will. <laughs> and every single time somebody does that now, I take a picture with the books too and I post them like, oh, because these are the real fans. You know, I love yeah. it when they still actually remember that. You know, like, yes, yeah, I got chibi art. Like, it's been on T-shirts and stuff like that. The prints are sold. The original artwork is sold. Like, I, um, one of the, the highlights of the whole chibi artwork is uh, Stan Lee, when, um, when he's still around, like, the last one that he owned and ran, the convention asked me to draw a, an exclusive print. Uh, for, oh, shit. Yeah, for, for the convention. And I'm like, dude, I'm down. And so um, they wanted something where it was Stanley and, of course, the octopus. And they wanted something along the lines of a movie theme. Like, okay, so uh, they threw something out. And I'm like, all right, I choose this topic. And it was the Back to the Future. So you did a Chibi Stanley Back to the Future? Yes, hold on. I actually can reach it from right here because Ooh, show it, show it. So this is uh, this is the drawing. Oh, oh shit. So hold on, let me get it like all angry. Oh, you put the little octopus too in the back. Yeah, yeah, oh, they're both looking, they're both looking at the watch. And so they asked me to do this, and now mind you, Stanley even signed it for me too. Oh shit. This is the original oh. art. Now, that is actually how it came out in color. Oh, like shit. I, had, I had a colorist color it and stuff. Like, dang, and yeah, and Stanley signed it like on his head, like right there. But, <laughs> That's so, awesome, man. Colors by um, Christopher. He, he's a, a cosplayer friend of mine too. Um, he's he's great when it comes to digital work. He went into three D like modeling on a computer and stuff. But he he's the one who colored that. And did an amazing job with it too. So. Um, uh, it was funny just meeting Christopher for the first time. He was dressed up like this chain mail. He made like this chain mail Aquaman top. So he was dressed up as Aquaman. The guy's got muscles in great shape. And the first thing we did when like I met him, it was at Comic-Con. We went to go eat sushi. And he was still dressed up as Aquaman. <laughs> That's kind of like cynical. <laughs> eating sushi <laughs> as Aquaman? Yeah, yeah like, seriously. Wait, like, wait. Here's the guys, like the fish that like were like bad. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, hold on. Why are you eating your friends? Okay, like that. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, I can do this. Hold on. Yeah, there you go. I lifted the chair up. <laughs> he lifts the chair up when we're like about to be closing in the right. show. <laughs> a little too late, but okay. You don't come for the looks. You come from the stories, okay? Oh, perdoname. Okay. Okay. You, don't, you don't come for the muscles now. <laughs> okay, show off over here now. Um, but yeah, I guess we're going to start on that note, closing it in. Closing it in. <laughs> closing it out? Yeah. Closing it out. <laughs> um, so if you want to do any shameless plugs, um, Ivan, your Instagram, where people could find you. Ivan. Ivan. Why do you see Ivan? Oh, my God. I yeah, looked at Ivan. you, Ivan, on the screen. <laughs> but I was not, talking not about, all about me. Ivan. I know, not Ivan, come on. Okay. We got we to, gotta, like, promote Ivan. It's all about Ivan. I mean, look, Ivan has been working his butt off with all these um, productions. Like, he's been on it. So props to him, a little applause to him. Like, thank you. you don't, if you don't see him, today. if you don't see him or hear him in uh, other channels, he's there in the background being a little creep. But um, yeah, Sometimes. back to Actually, yeah. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um, any shameless plugs you want to do, like where people can find you on Instagram, your work, X, Y, and Z. Uh, artwork, art wise, uh, is Rick Bass Art. One word, one S. People keep on like bass and they put B-A-S-S. Like, no. Rick Bass, B-A-S, and then art. That's the art one. Uh, photography is Rick Bass underscore nine. Make it simple. Yeah. You should like, be 69. That uh, yeah. Like, I know this one model. She has, like, her full name. And it's, like, official Clarissa Mendez. And I'm like, dude, that's a, light, a lot to write out. It is. It is. Keep it simple. That is so true. I keep it simple, too. Ellie Arrow, boom. Nothing more complicated than that. <laughs> but it, the arrow doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it does because it's my nickname. Okay. Like, my arrow. Arrow? That's my nickname. Because actually people are starting to recognize me like that now. Like at cons, I hear like arrow. And I'm like, oh, what's up? Yeah, because you <laughs> had it there. Like if you're going to like, I could sit there. I could put like Rick the the hunk and people are just like after a while people are just going to be calling me the hunk no well here's the thing fun serve we're getting a little sidetracked but real quick so originally had flecha because that's my nickname for like years like over like my side of the hood people know me as flecha but since it's spanish and people couldn't pronounce it for shit like at cons and stuff i'm like oh my god i have to make it easier for people because that's basically the same thing so i still get called flecha but like arrow is like I just put it over because it was too complicated for people to say Fletcher. Even to say my like full name is complicated for people. Even those four letters, but whatever. Uh- <laughs> not Fletcher, not Flaca. What? No. Because <laughs> I always ran fast. So I was known more for besides being skinny. Like I was always known for like sports. So that was that was really more of my gimmick. Sports I was tomboy and shit. But yeah, um, Ivan, take it away. <laughs> all right. Well, I will include all his links. <laughs> I will include all his links on the on the website, mynerdybunch.com. So I'll have his uh, Instagram and artwork and stuff so you guys can find it there. Uh, but other than that, make sure to check out uh, Tontok, Horror Horrors, the Nerdy... No, the Nerdy Bunch comes... No, we're all... We're not... No, we're... No, so, we're... So November second, yeah. So um, the video podcast will go up. 
the video podcast will go up on Monday for that episode. Uh, what else? Gamers for Life on Saturday. And am I missing anything else? So many. Podcasts. There's a show for like almost every day of the week now. For life. For, for life. For life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that will catch you guys later. And let me see. Where's the button? There you go. Yeah.